Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's poppin'? <laughs> you got something new every time. I do. Every That is time. something new, because I've never done that. No, but... I learned you know, it yesterday. For I like it. It just came out of nowhere. Oh, okay. What's yeah. up, y'all? We back. We back with some special guests. They're going to introduce themselves in a little bit, but say hi, y'all. Hi, guys. Yes. What's poppin'? All right, so it's... let's check in. How are you, Earl? I'm good. I had a really great CIAA weekend. I did none of the things. Um, I was forced to leave the house last night. It was a very interesting night. I saw some things. I've learned some things, and I learned that I don't do the clubs. Um, great did time. Did you learn though. that, or did you confirm no, it, it that? Was re- you knew that. <laughs> I had to, because they tried to take me to a second club last night, y'all. Oh. They was like, "Well, let's go to." And I said, "No, Earl is taking his black ass home. Either Uber or someone's car. <laughs> what are we doing?" And of yeah. course, I took the car because it's me. But then we went to Midnight Diner. Mm. Line was old. I was about thick. to say, was it was ridiculous. It was, when we first got there, it was not bad. But then we had to wait for everybody else to get there. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, the line was crazy. So I went home and I ate chips. Mm. Can I pause for like two seconds? You mentioned in Midnight Diner. Did y'all know that 7th District was open till like 4 in the morning? What? Like, the girl who does my hair, shout out to Sunny. Uh, she works there, like, I guess, extra shifts, and she was telling me that they've been, like, packed, especially during CIAA, for sure. Yeah. But the crowd that doesn't go to Midnight Diner goes to them. And she was like, they're open till 4 in the morning. Like, Always? But you or know just what? for CIAA? I, I love 7th District, but they what? are not consistent. Yeah, because they'll, they'll randomly be closed on a Tuesday. Literally. Like, they just be like, oh, today There's been open. times I've looked and, like, okay, oh, your brunch hours on their website and on the little, like, maps on my the iPhone – the their Yelp versus the Maps hours are different, and I went through time multiple times on both those hours, and they were not open. They're not consistent enough, yeah. but I love them. She she informed me that it's an independent owner, and he's going through a revamping thing. Mm. So hopefully, if this is heard by the right people, they'll fix those things for you. Mm. Hopefully, because I stayed up God. in seventh, boy. Yeah, you keep telling me about it, and I've never gone because every time we try to go, they're like, "No, nope, we're closed today we for no reason." We still have not been. Nope, never. Yeah, been. last what time, time I went was for homecoming. No, I'm mm. going. I'm going grocery shopping. No, yeah, I need to do that too. <laughs> I, I was hoping we were gonna go eat after adult. this, but oh. I do want to go grocery. I do need to go grocery shopping as well. I mean, we can. Yay! I probably won't eat because I just ate. Gotcha. Yeah. Watching yeah. that figure. <laughs> Keeping it beautiful <beauty> thick. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I'm so glad you did CIAA things because I had two clients yesterday, and then I 
sat on my couch. That sounds beautiful. And then I did things like, I'm somebody who needs to like sit on the floor to do things. So I'll like, you know, like mop and vacuum and stuff. And then I'll like lay out a sheet and like fold up the clothes or like organize the papers <laughs> or do that. So I like was either on the couch or on the floor right in front of the couch the entire time. And people were like, are you doing something for CIAA? I'm like, no, and neither are you. <laughs> like none of us are doing anything for no. CIAA. Like we're just not. Like mm-hmm. my cousin has been here three years and she's like, Courtney, like, you promised me we would do CIAA things. And I was like, did I? I don't think that's true. Um, And if I did, I apologize because we're not. Um, But I'm going to try next year real hard. I just have to get – it snuck up on me. It snuck up on me. And I have to be prepared to people, and I was not. Mm -mm. The highlight of my day is I actually got to witness my friends Ben and Lauren get married yesterday, and it was a Nigerian wedding, y'all. Fun. (sighs) Talk about I'm about to go do my – African ancestry because I just want to hint a Nigerian because I just want a Nigerian wedding. Oh, it's just the culture. It's so fun. The, yeah. Their wedding along with Black Panther came out. Just makes me just really want to like um figure out where the hell I come from. Absolutely. But it was so beautiful. Um, then I came home because my best friend BJ came in town. Hey BJ. And I was kind of weary because I had left him in my house all day. And BJ is sneaky, so I just don't know what he was Ooh. gonna be doing. <laughs> it's like I'm just playing. But when I get home, of course, him and my sister gonna went to dinner. They mm. in my house with all my lights on. Um, not running up the bill. Running up the bill. <laughs> Sitting on at the bar drinking. But walk in, Brittany's like, I just feel like you guys shouldn't go out and we should just do this. Let's Look, just sit around yeah. the bar and talk. See, I say I'm with it. I'm but then pro Brittany. Tay, you and Michael showed up and the news is over. It's like we, we have to go. I gotcha. love them. Mm-hmm. They always add the spice. Right. Shout out to the three musketeers. Right. Aww. Hey you guys. Musketeers. Hi guys. So yeah, yeah. So um We'll be introducing her in a little bit, but did you have any fun for CIAA? Yes and no. I realized that <laughs> real direct. Tasia during the day thrives, mm. but Tasia at night, you know, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Totally over it. That, yeah, I got to transition into the day parties. That's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. I, for the, well, obviously you guys don't know me, but if you do, I am known for working in nightlife, and I no longer do that. So I'm purposely trying to avoid doing things at night in Charlotte to expand my daytime, I guess, Mm. relationships. So I felt like I'm always bored because I always have the same people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I realized I put myself in that same atmosphere. So let's go out when the sun is out, meet some new people. Come on, challenge. Come on, personal challenge. Try new things. Meet somebody. I like it. Mm. Mm, Who is she? I love it. And what about you? Did you do CIAA things? I did. And I never. High five. (laughs) High five. I never do CIAA. I have not done it yet. Wow. Usually because my birthday is like really close. It's next week. So the coins ain't. It ain't. not correlating. Yeah, I can't do it. Gotcha. And see, that's the other thing. Like, at this point, if I'm a do CIAA, I need to get like a table. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 35. Right. Like, I'm not going to stand in a line. Right. I'm not going to be amongst the others. Listen. Like, I just have Ooh, to. Oh, I like that reframe, the others. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so I can tell y'all what actually it wasn't even CIAA. What ruined it for me was when I got married. Um, I got married in Vegas. And we had like this super, like, because we were going to Vegas, but like, his dad is a, um, a pastor and so we had to kind of like 
even that thing out. So we had like a super like even though it was like in Vegas, it was still in a chapel, and a, you know his dad married us, all that. So for the, like our reception um, after dinner, we had a fancy dinner, and then the young folk went to this club called Poetry in Caesar's Palace, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and we just like like bought out a section, like we did it big, oh, you used and to like large we had like charge. the yeah. And so after that, I was like, oh, this is this is why people do this oh (laughs) i get it now because we had like our own personal like people bringing our drinks and we had our security person with his little headset and like girls were trying to like come up and we were like no bitch scoot back scoot back sir and they were like ma'am you have to scoot back you're not allowed to stand on their on their stairs because there were like stairs to get to our section stairs for the next three hours on our stairs and we don't like it i feel uncomfortable and this one dude got drunk and like just sat on our on our couch and we were like "Uh, sir sir he's on our couch like after that (laughs) i was like i only want a club like this but that was a super special occasion so i don't that's not my life in general and i just struggle because normally my you know there's an age difference in the room um like the dudes my age who are doing it are either like for real married and faking the funk or something's wrong like it's just and they're just going out their way they're renting the cars they're like and I just I don't I don't want to participate. You know what I mean? Because I did I see I double A'd when mm-hmm. I was y'all's age, but I, now I'm just like I don't I don't want to do it. And if I do it, I'm gonna have to do it well. And I don't know if I can justify that coin right when I have like a whole human okay. and we're trying to do some things you know different. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's the other part of it. But I think you do need to you need to get the experience because mm-hmm. there's nothing like black folk. So you gotta <laughs> get it one time. Like well, you see, gotta I can't do, do it. the the people and the traffic, and mm-hmm. then also like my. I'd rather do something for my birthday, spend all my coins on my birthday, than see a double A. I, I get know. it. I, I do understand. She shows out for the birthday. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. I'm ready for next these week. looks. I'm excited. So yes. All right. Well, we have <laughs> kept y'all in suspense enough. We will now tip our hats to our wonderful guest. Yes. Uh, do you want to go first, Earl? Sure. So I am tipping my hat to my, and y'all have heard me talk about her before, my good friend, how we crossed paths so many years ago, my old roommate, my sister from the probate, my confidant, my child, there's so many things. We're going to have too many adventures. I'm introducing Shartasia Rogers, my sis. Hey, girl, hey. Hi. Me feel special. Oh my god, I felt wanted and loved. Oh, but as Earl said, I'm Shartasia. Uh, I am a counseling graduate, uh, so experienced in the mental health field, but not working in it, trying to figure myself out right now. Uh, currently passionate in my fitness journey. You can search the hashtag Tasia Fit. Also, oh, I am a self-proclaimed, I guess, home chef. You can sh- check the hashtag Tasia Cooks as well and check me out. Nice. What's your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is at Tasia. It's a lot of underscores, so be ready. It's <laughs> T underscore A underscore Y underscore S underscore I underscore A. Tasia. Can't nobody steal that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, yes. And I was going to tip my hat to Daquan, but that seems like a disservice since she knows Earl. So, Earl needs to give her the same. Okay. So, so Earl's tipping his what's hat really to everybody good. today. Somebody <laughs> introduce y'all to, I mean, the slayest, the godliest, my sister, <laughs> chocolate drop slant up in here with the bundles. Daquan. <laughs> going on, Daquan, Jesus. 
Same amount of Chartasia, gonna hit some crazy trips, PCB, but we won't speak on it. So I'm breaking y'all Daquan with the illest YouTube, Miss Daquan Robinson. Hey y'all. Hey. <laughs> well, my name is Daquan. I am also a graduate at Winthrop University. The woo. <laughs> woo along. And I majored in exercise science, like Chartasia. I'm not doing what I want to do right now. I'm just like really trying to find myself as well. Um, currently working at Wells Fargo. You know, it's so a job. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i am actually doing youtube as well so my channel is about beauty lifestyle and just fashion and i am on instagram and youtube as i design eight and couple, i mean she really tried to yes. downplay her youtube pages she now, really is sis oh. about to be is up on a million views y'all mm -hmm. coming through with the <laughs> illest beats the illest slays i mean doing u-hauls left and right and she funny as hell so let's yes. get into it yes yes absolutely <laughs> All right, guys. So today, this has been actually, like, we brought it up. Like, we mentioned it. Oh, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, oh, no, for real, y'all need to do this. Um, so today for the Pop Your Top segment, we're going to be talking about um, kind of owning who you are, living in your truth, living your beauty, um, the skin that you're in, um, and also colorism and how that plays um, for us in the black community and communities everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because what I've learned is that, Every race struggles with colorism. Don't nobody want to be dark. Like, mm. I don't know what the problem is, but um, even in the Asian culture, um, yeah. and yeah, yeah, there's a lot of issues with um, having darker skin. Um, so we're going to kind of touch on that. But of course, ours will be coming from the African-American perspective because that's who we are. Um, so let's just start with, um, because y'all are beautiful women, um, and how do you balance the expectation of others for y'all to be beautiful and then for yourself like your expectation of how you just want to show up in the world and whoever wants to go first um i i'm currently still working on this personally and i've gotten to the point where i'm just focused on me and my opinion mm. of what i look like how i feel and how i present myself I've done a lot of things in life that required me to look a certain way, mm. such as cheer, dance, pageants, working in nightlife, things like that. And when you go into situations like that, they have a certain way that you, they want you to look. Mm -hmm. And I would go after that because of the things that I thought I wanted. Mm. Uh, but now I'm getting to the point where I feel like I'm me, I'm happy with it. I may be too white for the black people I'm around and two black for the white people I'm around, but I'm at the point where I don't care. I just love me. Mm. Gotcha. So was there a defining moment that clicked for you for that? Or do you feel like that growth happened over time where you were like, I actually don't care about your standard? I think the growth happened over time. It wasn't like a specific event happened because there's been plenty of events that made me recognize that, oh, I should look this way or expect to look this way or oh I'm black when blackness isn't the norm in this situation mm -hmm. so I've been through that all my life so it isn't like one thing stood out over the rest it just evolved to the point where I started recognizing I was living my life or presenting myself to make other people happy and mm -hmm. not myself and I'm in a current journey of loving me to figure out what I want from myself so I can present my true self to others. And mm -hmm. if my genuine self is put out there, genuine people will come to me. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. 
Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing for me. Like it was like a learning process, um, especially when I was in high school to college. Like I used to wear makeup every day. Like I could not go out of the house without makeup. And mm. then whenever I got to college, like my freshman year, I would wake up early just to put makeup on. And I think it just became a point where I was like, I just don't care what other people think of me. It's like, as long as I feel, you know, good, because everybody's gonna always feel some type of way about you. So it was just like a learning process. And it's something that just like clicked in me where I'm like, I, I just don't care anymore. So I'm right now just doing me, like I look how I wanna look and um, I don't care <laughs> what people say basically. And literally I would, I would wear makeup and people may think that I wear makeup like all the time, but 90% of the time I'm, I don't have makeup on. I don't like wearing makeup to be honest. So yeah, it's just like a little process. Gotcha. With, on the makeup comment, I feel like people see us on special events, right? And so we are dressed, right. yeah. But those are those temporary people. people exactly. The people, for instance, like Earl, who we live together. I'm around him often. He see me looking a hot ass <laughs> plenty of times, and I'm comfortable with it. I'm mm -hmm. at the grocery right. store looking Look, like that. We chilling on the couch. So right. those, those are those genuine people, like I mentioned before, not those temporary. Right. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess you know because we don't want to leave you out of the conversation, brother. Um, do you feel like there's an expectation for you to look a certain way as a man as a gay man just like is there an expectation as a black man okay so i think i have an expectation for myself mm -hmm. and i think that's just because the household i was raised in my mom was a hairstylist so my head Everybody knows Earl don't play about my hair cut. And I, my sister's worse. She goes weekly. So, but I have a... Because I've actually had a lot of people come to me and be like, why are you always dressed up? And I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm dressed up. Even like today, this is a casual thing, but somebody might be like, mm, I told ain't. him he looked good today. Yeah. But I'm like, this is just chill. This is the jeans mm -hmm. and some sweater. But I... As long as my haircut does it, I don't really care. Like, you know, and even when when I'm reaching like week two, mm -hmm. I put that do rag on yes. extra tight, put a little curl grease. That's all that matters to me. But other than that, I really don't care. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of been like a I'm gonna do what I want type of attitude in general. I've had to learn how to do that. Right. Cause I know growing up I used to, I was like, Well, I don't I need to make sure I got this, you know, look like this or whatever. And I was like, it don't matter. She said, as long as your haircut looking good that's all that mattered to me but that's just because she you know that's a stylist you can't look a mess in the head but i don't think i don't really care because i don't think people opinions it's an opinion it's not facts mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. to hell with you oh, i gotcha <laughs> yeah i think for me it's definitely been a journey um like my mom is very weird in regards to she's always been corporate america and so she mm. like definitely had like the ill suit game and like she would put on like beautiful makeup and mm. like for like her nine to five situation and then legit wear like a scrunchy leg hanes sweatpant and a white t-shirt <laughs> like any other time and i'd be like well, i don't I mean, I'm not going to wear a suit because I'm seven and I don't like, you know what I mean? Like fashion mm -hmm. just doesn't, it's not a thing that was important to her. Like that part, like when she wasn't at work <laughs> or going out, mm -hmm. like it just didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really have that like guidance in that thing. Um, and then just, you know, body type wise, like I've always been a bigger girl um, and also, also always been, you know, chocolate. And so like my family, 
not my mom, but like my family's from like Camden, South Carolina. And so it's a small town. And so there was like beliefs that like dark skinned girls couldn't wear certain colors and you know, all these things. And then like, and my grandma wanted us to wear like windbreaker suits for like our whole lives. Like I was like, grandma, it's like 97. (laughs) Nobody's wearing those. It's 97. Like literally nobody's wearing those. Um, And so I did not have a lot of guidance. Um, My cousin, um, who's one of my best friends and she's very fashionable we're just built differently mm-hmm. um, on a lot of different levels and so things that she likes I don't necessarily like and vice versa um, so even though I admire her fashion since it was not mine mm-hmm. and so it's really taken me I think into my 20s and 30s to figure out what I like to wear what looks comfortable on me and I have a lot of different styles mm-hmm. I wear a lot of different types of things and I think also getting comfortable, my, my other best friend, Shelly, who's also a big girl, has really helped me with that. Because Shelly will push the box and the push the envelope. And I'd be like, can't we wear that? And she'd be like, I put it on. She was like, it's legit it's- my size. Like, it's legit my size. I put it on. I checked the mirror. I took a picture. And I'm slaying. I did the angles. You know what I'm saying? I have on the Spanx. It's happening. And I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? She is good. She, yeah, I, she does it. And you she know. rocked that shit. Exactly. Her confidence. Exactly. I always love her And confidence. that's what yeah. she's like. You know, if you wear it and you're confident in right. it, you know. And so that's really encouraging me to kind of step out the box and do some things differently. Mm-hmm. I'm casual in general, but I am learning how to, like, you know, like do my eyebrows and make them sisters, not cousins. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, feel cute um, in the way. Because I, I walk around different. I present myself differently. Um, and I think for a while there's this – because there are, like, dudes would be like oh you got to be done up and all that and I get very like you not gonna tell me what to do so when dudes are like oh well you gotta like do do yourself mm-hmm. up then I'm gonna wear sweatpants and Tim because you try me because you trying me <laughs> but then it's like no I actually do want to look this certain way and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that exactly. and I think understanding that piece of it like there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a certain way yeah. I think sometimes the belief is like if we're not natural if we're not right. you know like any of these things mm-hmm. then we're not black enough right. you know what I mean and so and I think that stems from like just the people that's around you yeah like I said I love to get dressed but that's just me yeah but, but it's like you do the things that you love to do but I think it really falls on who's like emp- empowering you or letting you know like you can do what you want to do if you want to mm-hmm. wear that okay not making you feel bad for like okay I want to wear sweatpants or jogger pants all day mm-hmm. it's right. all about like your circle right. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely exactly. absolutely so I guess let's go into the dating conversation about image what are y'all thoughts (laughs) (laughs) what are y'all's thoughts about like i always go back to that destiny child song cater to you Mm -hmm. where kelly rona is like you know remain the same chick you fell in love with Mm -hmm. and that can be a lot of different levels she was talking about like her size and all of that but you know like lots of times when we meet people we are out and about and we might be looking a certain way like you said but most of the time that's not us and so do y'all feel like it's fair to have an expectation of someone you're dating for, for, in regards to how they look or is it fair of them to have an expectation of you because I feel especially like for women like heels hurt so you don't get to tell me when to wear every time I wear heels it needs to be my personal choice right. because you you ain't got no damn heels on <laughs> so like when I hear dudes being like oh well I want her to wear heels and I want do you wear heels <laughs> sir <laughs> oh so I just like yeah like what are y'all's thoughts about that 
when you asked that, I had to check myself real quick to make sure I wasn't followed under an, a double standard mm. because I get where you're coming from where you you shouldn't expect me to be in makeup and heels and dressed up 24 7 mm-hmm. but then I look at him and say hmm well, what do I want from him mm-hmm. uh, a good example is in my situation when I go on the first date with somebody I will have my makeup on mm-hmm. uh, but maybe between that second and third date time frame, whether we're sending Snapchat, FaceTime, if we're just meeting to watch a movie at mm-hmm. your house, I'm not coming to your house yeah. with a full face of makeup on. Exactly. So I will purposely show up with no makeup. My eyebrows may be done. Yeah. Like, it makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just helps. It makes a difference. Yeah. But I'll, I'll do it. And I'm totally comfortable in it. And I'll see how you react. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do? And for the most part, I've never had, I can't even say for the most part, I've never had somebody tell me, get out. Or yeah. you not you you not what I thought you was. Yeah, come exactly. let you know this is what you're going to get mm-hmm. because we are maybe if we are close we're going to be inside together yeah. for yeah. the most part. And if I'm at my house watching TV, I'm not going to have makeup on. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get my f- makeup free, dressed down self out there early. Mm-hmm. But from the male perspective, <laughs> if you present yourself to me a certain way, I would like you to keep it. Um, for the most part, I haven't had issues with people staying groomed, uh, hygiene great, things like that. Uh, but I did come across a recent issue where, as I said, I'm in the gym. And when we first met, well, when I first met the individual, the gym was a big thing. It's what mm-hmm. we talked about. It's what we bonded over. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where I was consistently in it, and mm-hmm. he dropped off. Mm. And I started seeing differences in his body because of that mm-hmm. and I wasn't attracted to him anymore mm. and it wasn't because oh I'm superficial but one we made a bond together and we connected over yeah fitness. over this right. yeah so were you faking the funk just because I liked it so mm. you did it for two weeks and now oh I got her let me eat right. whatever the hell I want to eat and drink mm-hmm. alcohol every day mm-hmm. I wasn't for that yeah so mm-hmm. it, it really depends on, on where it is I would like him to keep it up I can't even say if it's a requirement. Damn, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's interesting. I think because that's where y'all started. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, if I meet a dude and he's like, you know what I'm saying, I want you to go to the gym, I'm going to be like, what about me gave you the impression that was a thing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, and I do like to, like, exercise and walk and do things like that, but I'm just not, mm-hmm. like, you didn't meet me there. Like, right. you know, like, now if we decide, you know what, we want to change our lifestyle, we want to do some things differently, and we want to get into that together, then I'm all in and I'm going to be committed because you and I are working on this thing together. Mm-hmm. But for you to have an expectation of me, even if I meet a guy who's like put together and like they go to the gym you didn't meet me Mm -hmm. at the gym you know what I mean and so that's not something I'm willing to uphold but for you like you met them in that area in that arena that was again something like you said y'all bonded over Mm -hmm. and so yeah to me that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know and I think there is a double standard guys and girls because they don't have to do a beat and wear heels like you know so I'm asking you to keep your hair cut and wash your ass that's not (laughs) ridiculous (laughs) that's not hard like you know what I mean like I need your clothes to match like you know what I'm saying like men don't have to put on spanks and do all these things like that's just not yeah, so right. I, I think it's okay to be like, that's not a fair expectation. There is a double standard. Because my, my hair is also cut and my ass is washed. <laughs> so we are still on the same level without the beat and the heels. I'm All just right. saying. So, yeah. What about you, Daquan? 
Um, yeah, I feel the same way as um, Shartasia. Like, whenever I'm going on, like, a date, and if it's my first time with this person, then, yes, I am going to have my makeup done, my hair done, everything done. Um, but, like, I still like to present myself early because, like, I don't wear makeup all the time. I don't, ha- I don't wear wigs all the time. So mm-hmm. I want you to know that I have, I'm going to I'm gonna go back and forth between wigs and my real hair mm-hmm. and then makeup and stuff like that. So I do the same thing. And as far as with, like, meeting someone like I still expect them to keep that same vibe you know Mm -hmm. like you said yeah I really want them you know yeah still keep your hair done your ass washed but that's like (laughs) (laughs) but you know like I understand that everybody will have some off days Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to you know judge them or try to push them to the side because of that so because I mean I have off days too so it's the same thing you know like as you felt yeah yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We need to go wig shopping. I want to do wigs this summer. Can we See, do I that? make wigs. I get the bundles and I oh, make the wigs. Shit. Oh yeah. my gosh! Hurry, I want that because you don't watch Love and Hip Hop, but I'm I, I'm always so concerned. <laughs> like I'm like, do they see what I see? Like. Mm-hmm. The day, like it just never works out, and no so I, I very, con- I'm concerned. <laughs> it depends, but I want to do it. It depends on which one you watching, because New York's hair, this mm-hmm. well, the New York season of hip or love hip hop, whatever, their hair is getting better. Little Mo's hair was not good this season. Miami's Shay hair, <gasps> yo, oh my god, oh my god, it's terrible. That's not, that's not, not, they just disrespect her altogether. That's not they your do. wig inspiration. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's what I need. I need good hip-hop. wig inspiration, but I need real people wig inspiration. Because they got a team, and it's sad because they got a team, and that's the best that came like out. That. So yeah, so but yes, I'm I'm like I'm here. Uh-huh. So like yes, I will you know <laughs> I will invest in that. We gonna we gonna get that together. Yay! All right, sorry, <laughs> random sidebar. Earl, what about you? When you're dating, when that's a thing. I've never dated in my life. Stop it! Get out! <laughs> get out of the studio. Ugh. Somebody out wrote. I, I can't. Y'all can't see it, but we can. Um, I expect you to match. Well, first off, for me to, when you're first gravitating to somebody, it's because what you see. Absolutely. Right. It's so what I see, I mm-hmm. expect because I know when I show up, I'm about to be coming with bells and a charms. Like you better be like, shh, <laughs> you look good, and I'm gonna say thank you. <laughs> so do you. But let me tell you something. Um, about week two. Do rag on you FaceTime me on and, and if you FaceTime without unexpected a, uh, without FaceTime an appointment, will tell the truth. You gonna yeah. get a do rag and I mean do rag be on there tight. Better be in basketball shorts. Tasia, know she got a video of me on her phone that I still have about. Well, I was sitting on the laundry machine in the kitchen and all the friends was over and I, I think I was on phone with my auntie. But do rag on, I got high socks, rocking. I mean talking hard. Good conversation. Good combo, but. I do expect you to, if we're going to go out, I don't like if we're going out and you just look, like, completely bummed. Mm-hmm. Unless we better go do, like, grocery shopping. But if we're going mm-hmm. out to, like, a date. Yeah, you need you effort. Need, put some effort in. I don't like when people get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Scratch that. Be comfortable. But I don't like where you get to the point where you feel like, I already got you in the bag. So we right. don't, I don't have to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Complacent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Say it again one more time and slow. Complacent. Yes. I don't do that. Complacency will get you left. Yes. So yeah. I just like, just keep showing up because you got to keep sparking stuff. So, yes. you know, I don't like when, you know, when I met you, you know, we, we like you said, you bonded over something. Like we had this in common. And then like as you get throughout, you get lazy. You just chilling. You don't care. 
oh, we can just stay. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. Or mm-hmm. if I'm about to go out, let me just throw something on. You're walking out half iron. Then I'm walking out pristine. And you mad somebody looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> you better. Why are you reading my mind? Because we exactly. family. <laughs> so I, I just like consistency. I like mm-hmm. consistency all over the world. Because I like to be bombed too in the house. Mm-hmm. Talenti, baby. We can sit there and eat Talenti all day. But when we step out, I like to I like us to compliment each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. So Yes, gotcha. <laughs> so I guess then we're going to segue into when the image is something that we don't have any control over. So mm-hmm. when the image is our skin tone. Mm-hmm. Um, Earl had sent me, I don't remember where it was, because you send me things, we send each other things all day. But there was some country in Africa where women were taking bleach pills to, to, make, to make their, their babies, babies later. So first off, y'all, that's not a damn thing. Those babies are coming like, out those with Those babies are going to come out with yeah. an eye in the middle of their head, just as dark as they that were going shocking. to be originally. That's not mm. a damn thing. Um, but just the sadness of that, that this country of beautiful hues and skin mm. tones mm-hmm. is poisoning themselves and their unborn children to have lighter skin. Um, so, I mean, I guess we got to do the history of it. Um, you know, colorism is when a lighter skin tone is preferred over a darker skin tone. Um, for African Americans, that really started in slavery. Um, and like I said, it's all races, but it definitely started in slavery when the um, white owners would start to mix with the black slaves and then those lighter children would receive more privileges. So they would be the house slaves and the um, the nannies and the, you know, the ones that were more presentable. They had the nicer clothes. They didn't have to work out in the field and it really created dissension between the slaves. Um, and there were a lot of issues with that. And so... Um, and it has just evolved from there. There's like, I was watching something on CNN now about women and men who are like, I'm white passing. Like now, in 2018. And they just were very fair-skinned. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, yeah, it's just easier for me to be white. Like, and so I'm white passing. And so, you know, people, I've had people in my own family who have like gone to another part of the country to be white, basically. Um, and, you know, it just over time has really created a situation where people with darker skin weren't viewed as as worthy. You know what I mean? If you look on TV, if you look mm-hmm. on um, just any type of media, um, people are really, um, they tend to be at least brown. They don't tend to be like dark brown. Um, that's why I think Black Panther was so powerful mm-hmm. because everybody um was brown or darker like you know what i mean there weren't any fair skinned people except for the for the you know white people because i think it was okay to be like you know this is beautiful too um but yeah so let's just talk a little bit about like our own experiences with colorism and just kind of how you feel like it's evolved from then to now so because we're all also from the south right yeah everybody's originally from the south yeah so then there's that i'm on the other i am of lighter skin yes and um i think a lot of the colorism i've experienced is not even from anyone else that's it's it's been everyone from the black community oh yeah absolutely um growing up Mm -hmm. i used to wish to be darker Mm -hmm. because me and my sister are actually my family we are it's predominantly like we're darker hues Mm -hmm. and me and my sister and one of my cousins just happened to be lighter but i also grew up in a family where we love I have told y'all before, like, black history is important. Like, it was a house just full of love and empowerment, like, our skin complexions, everything. But when I was stepped outside of the house, mm-hmm. I used to hear comments like, 
and it was always from like darker skin. But, like they would automatically point out, oh, you you think you um you cute because you lighter, mm. or just say slick shit. And I just like, who taught you that? Mm. But it was always but from like a place, taught them that. Yeah. right? And it was like from a, a insecurity. And I'm just mm. like, your skin is be like. I remember days in the summer where I would be like, Mom, I got to stay outside because I'm trying to get like where mm. your complexion is. And she's like. Boy, you're gonna get sick out there. And I was like, no, I need, I want to be a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. I want a little more tint. But I mean, I, my tint just gets redder. So like, I get <laughs> red brown. So, but I would never gonna be like matching like someone else in my family. Yeah. But I remember her just constantly like growing up, or even to this day. And it's crazy because you would think you wouldn't be experiencing this still. But I actually had someone ask me two months ago, we were sitting down and they asked me, so how does it feel just to be light-skinned? Hmm. And I, it threw me off. I was like, what? Thinking they were joking. I was like, what do you mean? They was like, I mean, it just has to be, like, amazing. What does it feel to be, like, wow. light-skinned? And they was, like, being able to, like, pull whoever you want. And I was like, first off, let me tell you something. I'm attracted to just, just, just dark skin. I love, you like, that's what, okay, you know me. <laughs> so I was like, why do you feel as though you wouldn't be able to pull anybody, or, you know, or attract someone, like, that starts off with you. And I, and I asked him, I was like, who told you that? Because he's like, I just feel like it's harder. And mm. I was like, how? In what way? Because I know I'm going to see some ugly people on with, with all types of use, from white to Puerto Rican to black, light skin. You know, I've seen attraction ain't got nothing to do with your skin. I'm going to see some hit faces mm-hmm. of all, you know. So I was mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And it really, like, I felt horrible for them because I was like, they literally, the question I could tell, I was like, you're dead ass serious. I was like, yeah. it just had to be a great experience. And I was like, what? But then it's like, I don't want to get a story like, well, when I was younger, because I feel like once you start talking about, well, when I was younger, I felt I had the experience from, like, people of darker skin. So now automatically, like, that's not that don't that's not how we felt mm-hmm. you're not it's like they all try to belittle your experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is like i don't even want to bring it up because you're gonna be the automatic eyeball in the room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is like it's always like a defense thing so i just i usually don't even like talk about mm-hmm. skin tone because mm-hmm. i know i'm going to be the minority mm-hmm. conversation gotcha so. Yeah, that's a, exactly how I feel as well. Like, I don't really like talking about skin tone. And I do feel like whenever I was growing up, like, it was really hard. And I tried, I had to have, I had to try extra harder because I was dark skin. So that's mm-hmm. the reason why, I like, circling back when I would wear makeup all the time because I wanted to, like, you know, be in the spotlight. Like, I feel like I had to do it up just so I can be noticed or whatnot. And, um, like, even my family, my mom's side, like, she is, of, like, the Indian descent. So a lot of um, her family, I mean, her uh, brothers and sisters, they're lighter skin, And then, like, the co- my cousins, they're also light skin. So, like, when I would go over there, and I'm talking about, like, from all the way up into high school, they would always say sexy chocolate. Like, they would always mm. call me sexy chocolate. Mm-hmm. And that would make me feel some type of way because, like, whenever my other cousins came in, they never got a name, mm-hmm. you know. But it was just always me. And then, like, also, like, just from TV, like, I would say that. I feel like it's hard because whenever you hear like TV and or we see TV and you see people like that are light skin or just get more they get recognized because they're light skin mm-hmm. and then also like songs like Lil Wayne I don't I don't remember the song red but bone. like yeah I like her long mm-hmm. hair thick red bone mm-hmm. like little stuff like that it mm-hmm. makes you or it plants in your mind that oh lighter skin is beautiful or brown mm-hmm. skin is beautiful so that's why I feel like it's just I don't know it's just like it, it's, it's awkward yeah. I feel like it puts you in the spot like I hate when somebody be like, oh, they go, you light skin, or you know, mm-hmm. oh, that dark skin. It's like, why do we have to? This 
can we just all be black? Can we just right. be black? Like, why do we have to point out exactly. the shade? It just makes me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's really in our in, in our just, community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't never mm-hmm. hear any white people or anybody else saying like, you know, oh, you like that's a dark skinned girl over there. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I have, it's, it's a lot on this for me, so I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. Um, Girl, you can go both ways. Mm-hmm. Pick, you know, pick a space. <laughs> I think my issue with colorism is finding myself on the black spectrum. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Because I don't consider myself to be light skin. I don't consider myself to be dark skin. But other people, once again, want to know. Um, I, my dating experience is more outside of my own race. Um, and I've had an individual ask me, well, are you light skin or dark skin? Mm. And I was like, well, I'm beautifully brown. Like, mm. there are people who are lighter than me, people who are darker than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> but once again, me looking at myself, I was I had to check myself at times mm-hmm. because when it comes to working in nightlife, I found that when I started off working in nightlife, I started off at a black club, a black-owned club. Um, I wasn't the darkest and I wasn't the lightest, but still, it was around other black people. It was okay. But in that setting, I wasn't black enough mm. in how I presented myself, how I spoke, how I acted. Then I was had the opportunity to go to a non-urban venue. They had urban events, but basically non-urban and hired me there and when I got the job there I was shocked because I didn't think they hired black girls at the time they did have one black girl there who was darker and one who is mixed uh but my uh, my my chances of working there I didn't think were going to be great because of my skin color um and then staying in the nightlife circuit I found that me getting the job at a non-urban club was hard because of my skin tone. Mm. I am not dark skinned, but I'm not light enough. Mm. Uh, so that was the issue that I faced. Um, just trying to figure out what is the the good, I guess, color for me. Because even if I go get my makeup done, I would say quickly to somebody that's helping me find a product, oh, you should be this color. You should. When I was going, when Fenty came out, I was looking at uh, colors to pick, and I was going for a darker shade. I figured this would work well for mm. me. And the worker came up to me, the sales lady came up to me, and that's not your color, she go lighter. And I was like, girl, uh uh-uh, I'm not trying to be light-skinned. Like, I want to be brown. And I've said that plenty of times before, Mm. whether it was joking or serious. But in that moment when I said it, I realized that I'm wrong for saying that because I made it sound like being light-skinned was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But in my understanding of it, it was... I was saying that because I didn't want to seem like I was that privileged, light-skinned person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's still an issue for me trying to figure out where I am on the spectrum. So mm-hmm. I am happy saying I'm beautifully brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Courtney can agree because even when you say that to me now, you're like, well, you know you're yellow. You know I'd be like, I'm not yellow. Yeah. Don't call me yellow. Yeah. You know how I get, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm the same way because I, I don't know. I, used, I guess when I was growing up, I used to say to my grandma, I was like, they keep saying I'm yelling. She was like, you are caramel. <laughs> that's gonna be. That's what you. If that's you need a rebuttal back, that's what you are. Cause I hated yellow. Cause I was like, I'm not yellow, and I didn't have a problem with it. Cause yeah. I was like, my cousin was is what we would consider. I was like, that's yellow. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Earl, you have a red tint, yeah. and you care you about. We gonna call it that. But I even to this day, I'm like, 
You so light skin? I'm not light skin. Because <laughs> the same way somebody will make it seem bad to be dark skin, you make it bad to be light skin. Mm-hmm. Like, who the right. fuck cares? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, sorry. No, but, I like, no, it's, that's fine. No, brain it's, brain. Very, it's a very hard space to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy that it's just in our community. Well, it's in, it's in a lot of communities, but that communities. we focus so much on it in mm-hmm. our community. That's why I really love Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you saw that, uh, what's her name? Oh, Amandala. She's getting so much backlash. Yeah, I was really proud of her for saying that. All though. she said was that I was competing for a role oh, in Black Panther. And she said, but I backed out because I wanted full representation. Mm-hmm. And all you see on the shape, and I feel like they shape. I love shape, but I feel like they set people up sometimes. Mm-hmm. All the comments was, "Girl, you instantly about her color. Who do you think you are? You think because you light skinned Like I me, mean, just going mm-hmm. in. They was like, and why would you even need to feel like you needed to say this? You just want your attention. And I was like, first off, mm-hmm. sis been getting paid mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. she was a child, so it's, mm-hmm. it's not an attention mm-hmm. seeking. She gets roles. Yeah. All she pointed out was that I want a movie that focuses on. She just said I felt like I was gonna be too light, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I wanted full representation for mm-hmm. everybody. And I mean, all you saw, and it was every comment I saw was from somebody that was black, mm-hmm. that just straight up. I feel like we are our worst enemies sometimes because we, we do not we know are. how to uplift each other at right. all. Mm-hmm. You know what just crossed my mind? Like, people are so pro dark skin because of my act. Well, I'm not saying my because I actually don't know exactly where I come from to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of our African cultural background, I'm proud to be black. There's light skinned people in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hello. Like yeah. I don't. People. Are it's like they almost yeah. try to like ostracize now. Yeah. Like, oh, you ain't black enough. Yeah. But I do think that I always question that when um, I see people who like. So I personally believe that having a darker hue is harder. Mm-hmm. I do believe that just in society's level of acceptance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But I, th- I always, like, I even question those dudes who love to be, like Tyrese, who mm-hmm. was so, like, black this and I'm black that and I'm black this and black women and black women need to and blah, blah, blah. Well, you didn't pick us, bruh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your sis right. is, what was she like? He was like, he's 43% black. Okay. That breakdown like, you know always what I'm confused saying? me. When people I was like, pop anytime out with these people start breaking down stuff, I'm mm-hmm. like, see, you know, you, she, she not black, she biracial, mm-hmm. and that's cool. But I've, I've seen that, that pattern a lot where these, especially men, will be very like out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, black women, black women, black women. But when they pick their partner, when they procreate, they are trying to find someone who looks so much not like us. Right. Everybody um, want to be foreign. Exactly. Right. And so I'm like, so you don't really mean that then. You know what I mean? You're like in general. Like, I don't, like we've talked about um, Jesse Williams, and I know Jesse Williams is mixed. Um, and my only issue with Jesse Williams is that speech he made where he was like, black women are the most disrespected, blah, 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 and we owe, better, we owe you better and we're going to do better. And then him and like then he's not with his own black wife. You know what I mean? And I know it takes a lot. Like I'm not trying to minimize their experience. I feel like she's got some stuff that we've seen lately, yes. so I understand. But I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? But like now you with Minka Kelly. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. Like your mama's white and that's fine. But don't be out here bigging up 
you know, something that you actually don't 100% support. You know what I'm saying? Or you support it up until it's in your house. You see what I'm saying? That's kind of where I get like... I struggle "Mm." with the Jesse one because I just feel like... I mean, his situation's a little different. I read... But it's just that Did you read his article on Tyrese? His article on Tyrese? Not Tyrese, Tay Diggs. His article on Tay Diggs? Yes, no, Williams wrote an article no, on Tay, Tay Diggs. No, Tay Diggs just was recently interviewed. Oh, I heard, I saw somebody read it. And he was talking about how he does not ever want to date another white woman just because of so much, like, criticism he received. But he said that that was something that was taught in his house. Like, as he was growing up, he said if he ever, like, talked about, because he said he was his mom's dark skin. So mm-hmm. he's like, I was fascinated with, like, black women and mm-hmm. said whenever he would talk about like when I have a black wife his mom was like well you gonna marry a white woman like she mm-hmm. I guess she said he just kept instilling you gonna marry a white woman so mm-hmm. he said when he finally and even people around him I guess I don't know if it's how he like portrayed himself or acted but said when he finally started dating he married you know mm-hmm. I can't think of her name um, Adina Mazel. there we go mm-hmm. he said you know and just received so much criticism because he was like that's what I've been told my whole life that I was gonna marry and I was like whenever I would date black girls they would say the same thing but he was like mm-hmm. at this point he does not even want to date and he's like I'm not saying I won't ever date another white woman he said but I want to date more like what I want and stop worrying about the criticism because he said I receive yeah. criticism regardless mm-hmm. right. yeah absolutely. but I thought that was interesting because I was like it started. I, it starts in a home because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's like that's all his mom was like. You gonna marry a white girl? Yeah, yeah. And I just want to be clear. I do not have any issues with who Jesse Williams is, the, oh, except for know. that statement. Like that yeah. statement, because I, I struggle when people say things out loud in public forums and then don't do that. Exactly. That's where I struggle. Tyrese is a perfect example. I struggle with him in general. He needs (laughs) to be on somebody's couch. That's why that's the award you got um, in December. Check out, you know, Hats Off Awards. Um, Get your ass on the couch, Tyrese. But, yeah, so I just, you see that so much. um, And I think that can be disheartening um, when you are a darker person, when you're just like, well, shit, especially women. Like, I feel like dark men have always been in like you know what I mean but as women it's just kind of disheartening you know I've been told more times than I can count you know if only you were light skinned and I'm like are you are are you kidding me like I would never talk to you now like you know what I mean like it's the fact that they would even fix their mouth to say that Um, and I've had friends who are like Chartasia's complexion and they've been like if only you were light skinned I was like what do you need them to be void of pigment like I'm confused Um, I hate those conversations like you're so pretty for and then they put like for a dark skin exactly Exactly. what the hell does that mean exactly (laughs) like yeah and see in my family it was the opposite Mm -hmm. where in my family being lighter was um, the thing um, like my grandma, who I love, she was like my mother. I love my grandma, but she was color struck as the day is long. And she was the one where, like, if she saw Chartasia would be a pretty girl mm-hmm. and Daquan would be a pretty black girl. Mm-hmm. That, oh, wow. that, like, all the time, like, all the time. Like, I was a pretty girl. Like, I was a pretty black girl, and my cousin was a pretty girl. And y'all all black. Exactly. <laughs> all the time. Where she, and she would, like, be like, come in the house because you're going to look like a tar baby. Like, she would be like, come inside for a little bit. Like, yeah. Or she'd be like, you can't wear red. And it's so crazy pink. how we say stuff in, like, the most non-condescending way. It's just like we just yeah. casually talking. It's like, exactly. And you sit down later and yeah. be like, well. Then you yeah. start saying it out to other people. And then text somebody and be like, that's not okay to say. Exactly. Like, that's not okay to feel. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. And my mom is, is fair-skinned. And people would always think I was my aunt's child because my aunt is my complexion. Mm. And my grandma would be like, oh, no, y'all just think that because her mama's so light and pretty. But, no, that's her child. And I'd be like, oh, 
Oh, okay. But for me, it was weird because even though I would hear it, it always sounded crazy to me when people would say things about like colorism statements. I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. Because I'd be like, I can see that Daquan is beautiful. Like, I'd be like, y'all don't, (laughs) y'all see that flawless skin? Okay. I don't, like, I was just always so completely confused about it. Like, even mm-hmm. on Black Panther, like, when Lapita is on that screen, I'm like, With y'all. With colors, boy. She don't have no, like, I can't see her pores. I can't, mm-hmm. like, how her face this big. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. With this beautiful you know yellow I mean? and orange. Yes. Oh, so, yes. I've never understood colorism except the fact that it's systemic. Like, my cousin always says they cut us deep. Mm-hmm. She'd she be like, y'all, they cut us deep. Like, black people have been cut deep and weird but now we're the ones fucking with the wound mm-hmm. we're the ones who are still touching it and won't let it heal and exactly. just love each other and i think that's the disheartening piece of it so yeah because like even even in that moment it's always said like uh it's like a crab barrel like you were bringing mm-hmm. other down. it's like you're competing and i know there's other races so don't yeah, yeah. exactly don't <laughs> go into this statement yeah. so hard you're competing with white people. So some people see white people are better. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I can't beat that white person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat somebody in my own yes. category. Yes. So I have to be better than the next person next to me right. instead of, oh, let's love each other. Let's mm-hmm. uplift each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. You just got to be better than somebody. Right. Are you serious? Yeah. I was like, let me yeah. tell you something. We all can win. <laughs> exactly. yeah, there's there's so space. much win out here there's for everybody. space. Mm-hmm. But now I have heard an interesting analogy about the crab in the barrel because um, somebody, I think it was me and my cousin were talking about something, but the guy, this guy we were talking to was like, the issue with the crab in the barrel is that the water is hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, we like there's this extra component of getting the hell out the barrel yeah. because the water is hot. And so it's like, if I don't get out the barrel, I'ma get cooked. Mm-hmm. And so I gotta pull you down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point that we forget about. That's like the water is hot. Nice and layer. so, and that's not us. Like, you know what I mean? That part isn't us. Um, but I think sometimes it's like, you know, we gotta accept like the water is hot and we all gotta get out. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We have to accept the water is hot and I don't get to push you down just to get out of the barrel first. Um, but yeah, there's that pressure because there's gonna be one or two. Light skin, dark skin, there's gonna be one or two black folk on that show. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Light skin, dark skin, there's gonna be one or two black folk at that job. Right. And so there is that competition um, among us, you know? And then in the women, I think we are just taught across races to be in competition with each other because there's only so many men in the world. Um, and I, sometimes I'm like, what the hell are we fighting so hard for? <laughs> like, have y'all seen them? I'm just saying. Um, you know, not all of y'all. I love y'all, but I'm just saying. Some of y'all are trash. Um, and so, you know, yeah. I know that we're focusing on blackness because we're all black people, but it's interesting because I love Aziz Ansari. Saw his parents in the gym the other day. Yes. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, I was watching his show on Netflix, uh, Master of None. Mm-hmm. In one episode, he was going out for a part for an Indian role. And yes. him and another friend who was also Indian tried to go for the same role. And the whole thing was basically about colorism, yeah. but for them, because they experience it Indian, mm-hmm. a he's lot. Still dark. Because you yeah. know, they, oh, theirs is their hues where they are darker than us sometimes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, I actually remember it was years ago. She was on America's Next Top Model, and mm. this girl was absolutely—I go- mean, this is like probably season four or five. 
gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But was talking about how she wanted to lighten her skin. Yeah. She wanted the one to who have her. made her pull her hairline back. No, she wanted to do shit? it. Uh, she wanted to thread her because she was like my uh, my forehead's too small. Like it was. She had done so many things. Just but it's like they hear that in their homes too. Oh, yeah, and even absolutely. in um. And I'm going to bring it up again later, but um, Gabrielle Union in her book, she talks about a time when she went to Vietnam and says she kept seeing everybody with like face masks on and things. She's like, what is going on? And mm-hmm. says she finally asked, she found someone who spoke English and they was like, oh, they don't want to get, well, they looked at her and they was like, mm-hmm. well, they, mm-hmm. not me, don't want to get darker. Yeah. And she was yeah. like, and it, it's, it's yeah. everywhere. It's at Winthrop. Internationals. I've seen international oh, yeah. students with the umbrellas. All the they time. They don't want to be dark. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's the thing. So, yeah. So do y'all feel like we're moving in the right direction at least? Like I feel like there's such a, a dichotomy of Kodak Black and Black Panther. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there's like these dudes and these people out here like, you know, saying dumb shit out of their mouth. And then there's Black Panther and we're like, you know, elevating these women to this, you know, certain like level mm-hmm. and, you know, saying, look how beautiful their blackness is. But yeah, like so yeah, so yeah, it doesn't ever feel like we're making real strides. It it goes back to being what's accepted because personally I I listen to some of Kodak Black's music, mm-hmm. but I have said at my mouth without even knowing this man personally that I have an issue with him about how he presents himself or how he may talk about things cuz I feel okay, you should want better for yourself, you should do better for yourself. Mm-hmm. But once again, that is his culture because that is how he was raised. That's mm-hmm. what he knows. So because what the the black that is acceptable is the beautiful, put together, smart, successful black that we see in this Black mm-hmm. Panther. But what about the black that's in the projects? Mm-hmm. Well, Kodak it, Black said he don't like black women at all. Oh, he was like, oh, you don't, whoa. you don't know. Yeah, he like was it last year when he was like, I don't really date dark skinned women. I'm more like a Jennifer Lopez, Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I was like, well, they're not black. <laughs> And they are so above your league, just in like pay scale. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they they don't want you. But yeah, he was because somebody asked him would he date Kiki Palmer, and he was like, I don't really date dark skinned women. I'm more of like a Jennifer Lopez, Taylor Swift. So like that happened last year, <laughs> and then this year, it's like, oh, you know, look at all these beautiful brown women on this on the screen. So yeah, so that but I and I think that's the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you look at second wives and, and it's not all about like relationships and stuff, but I think that that is telling the story of where people are moving. You know what I'm saying? Like generally famous men, their second wife tend to be lighter <laughs> than their like you know what I'm saying, you look mm-hmm. at Kevin Hart, Tory Hart and Aniko Hart <laughs> don't look the same. Like, right. you know what I mean? They don't have a tight. Now Eager's elbow has a tight. Every chick except for K. Michelle looked the same, you know what I mean? But even still, it's just this, yeah, so it's this, like, um, and then because I hear, like, like Yvonne Orgy, who is beautiful um, from Insecure, mm-hmm. um, and keeps talking about, like, how hard it is to find a man to be in love with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's this, like, even if we're edifying people, then do we really still, like, just as human beings, respect and love love women who look like that or you know are we really as advanced as we say we are just because we're supporting something on tv but does money play a role in this mm. because if i'm thinking of the if i'm thinking of the common black man his acceptance of another black woman is different from mm-hmm. a black man with money mm. i mean when i look at just like my people 
um, that I know in the world. Um, like my daddy like light skinned women, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen him date a dark skinned woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, just in general, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. I do think that it, it is something across the board that I have heard, you know, and sometimes I feel like when black men like dark skinned women, sometimes it comes off as a fetish fetishizing type thing. Like mm-hmm. I'll have dudes be like, Oh, you just so dark Fucking and I blah 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 and yeah. I'm like yeah you're making me quite uncomfortable you're kind of weird you know what i mean right. like i get that being a big girl too and i'm like i just want you to like my vibe and exactly. like who i am like i don't want you to like me because i'm big or because right. i'm dark skinned i just want that to also be okay um but yeah it does feel a little yeah like daquan you, right. you, yeah, you kind of piped yeah. up like exactly. that's uh, yeah <laughs> exactly like because whenever i get like messages in my instagram like it's always something like oh you're so dark so chocolate i just want to you know a little stuff like that but it's always something about my skin complexion mm-hmm. or whatnot it's not like oh you're a beautiful girl or oh i really like the way you dress or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be it's always something about my skin complexion so i mean yeah i, I feel like we are growing but i feel like it's always going to be a problem like regardless like i don't i feel like even before, uh, I was gonna say Wakanda movie. <laughs> even before <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> even before Black Panther, like I mean, and even after Black Panther, is people are still gonna have their views because of how they were in the household, or you know, like you stated, like your um, your father, he likes uh, light skinned mm-hmm. people, so it's gonna always be, it's, it's still gonna always be a problem. I feel like so. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the thing. So I guess just connecting it to mental health and just culture, like what is our responsibility do we have like as black people what is our responsibility to shift things or is it or are we just like this is what it is and we move forward i mean i just think it's one of those things that's literally going to take hey it's going to be out of our lifespan Mm. just like Mm -hmm. racism we can just do our part to try to make it change in front of us for what we can Mm -hmm. see and hopefully it's going to be even greater ramifications after we're not here anymore but I mean I think that's one of those things where it starts in the home you have to raise like you said your dad liking light-skinned women I don't know who his parents were but I'm mm-hmm. sure someone probably said along the way like oh why you like oh no girl you need to like her so your kids mm-hmm. and I think during that time it was probably was a survival thing mm-hmm. if my child looks lighter it might be less hassle mm-hmm. so yeah, I do I've think heard. it's a yeah. generational thing but I think it just starts with teaching your kids love the skin you in it don't matter what shade you are how your texture of your hair is Mm-hmm. It starts young because racism is not born; it's created. Exactly. Just like colorism is not born; it's created. So mm-hmm. it's something that it's about what you're teaching your child. From mm-hmm. my standpoint, that's how I feel on it. Yeah. Right. And then, my, like with me, I grew up like well, I'm the only child, so my parents they never really never say anything about color. They always mm-hmm. love me as I am, and also I am adopted as well, so they um, picked me. But I was struggling for a very very long time or whatnot, and like. I learned on the TV, so I feel mm. like for the, I feel like it has to change. And what, for somebody like me in my yeah. situation, like my parents never said anything about being light skin or dark skin. They never had that talk with me or whatnot. So whenever I'm watching TV and I see this person light skin or this mm-hmm. person or this song, like this is what I learned. And I used to not want to go outside because of I don't want to get too dark or mm-hmm. um and then other kids used to say it to me as far as oh you're black or you look like tar or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be and like when they say that like 
my I don't I didn't go to my parents and I didn't talk about it with my parents or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I just still learn on the TV and from the magazines. So I feel like we even though it can it starts in the home mm-hmm. I, and from other kids because I obviously other kids heard it <laughs> in their mm-hmm. household. Yeah. But like I I felt this way based off what I seen on TV or what I yes. heard in lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's. I mean, that media yeah. piece too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I will say, as a parent, one thing I use like I I don't super um, like Carter doesn't listen to like Kid Bob. Like he listens mm-hmm. to the unedited version of Hamilton. It mm-hmm. is what it is. We talk about adult words, and I'm like, you can't say that word. Like it's an adult word. If you hear it, you still don't get to say it. Um, but I try to use the media for the lessons. Mm-hmm. So like. Um, there's this part in Hamilton where he's like about to cheat on his wife and mm-hmm. he's like nobody has to nobody needs to know and I was like Carter you know that's not a real thing right you know that when you do things people tend to find out and it's usually people who are going to use it against you the best way to make sure people don't use things against you is to make sure you're not doing bad things you know what I mean I try mm-hmm. to like you know mm-hmm. what I mean when we went to see Black Panther I was like look at those beautiful strong independent powerful brown women black women on the screen Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i just try to like point out you know what i mean and so and i try not to do that um in a discriminatory way you know what i mean like he loves yara shahidi and i'm like look how smart and beautiful yara shahidi is Mm -hmm. but i'm also like look how smart and beautiful lapita nyango is you know what i mean and so i think we have to be cognizant mm. of the messages we're giving our kids because mm. people are saying stuff to them that we cannot control. Because mm. right. so what we need to actively be saying things to them right. in addition. Because if you think about it, as a parent, you you don't see your child as much as everybody else. Your exactly. child is at school. Right. That's where they learn most of the things. I think you do have to use the media to your advantage because mm-hmm. the media is going to always be around. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to let it teach your child or you're going to use it to teach them what you want them exactly. to know. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, that's just a tip for so all the Daquan parents. So, Daquan was definitely right. That yeah. media is a big It component. really is. Yeah. And so, I wonder, like, what is our expectation of, like, our peers? Like, what if you have somebody in your, fa- in your friend group who's, like, always got the comment or always, you know, no, you know. That's not in my friend group. <laughs> yeah. But I think there are people, yeah, yeah, yeah who, are. like, have that in their friend groups. And it's, like... You know, what do you, yeah, like when your friends are always the ones saying the thing or calling you out on the thing. Like, so is that listeners, new friends right or now, is that a Please hard go visit um, season two, episode one, What About Your Friends? <laughs> That's a great, insightful episode. Yeah. There's a part of the answer there. You need to get rid of the ass. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> difficult yes. conversations. Yes, right. and difficult mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think try the difficult conversation first. I was about to tell you, the and then get rid of the ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll attach both episodes below. Yes, yes. So, yeah, because, yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've had friends where that's been a thing. I've had, and I've seen people who've, like, dated people where that's been a thing. I've been in relationships where that's been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can own that I let that go on longer than I should have mm-hmm. um, because you should never feel unworthy or less than right. around your people, yes. you know. And if you're around people who make you feel unworthy and less than and they're your friends and your dude and your girl, then that's those not your people and you should get away from them but yeah I think we have to stop letting it be a thing too like you know what I'm saying like um even like with your children being around you know that random uncle who likes to always make the color you know Mm -hmm. the color struck comment I don't necessarily address them but I definitely address my child and be like the thing that uncle Bubba just said was incorrect 
<laughs> and that's not okay. Like, you know what I mean? And I, and I don't necessarily, like, act like I'm not saying it. Like, I don't pull them to the side. I'll be like, that thing you just heard is not true. Right. You know what I mean? I do that with my family. If they make, like, homophobic statements or any, like, I'm just like, that thing was not true. That is not how we do things. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think you have to start being like, well, that's not okay. And you need to address it in the moment. Exactly. Because if you wait, right. it's, already, it's already been planted. Mm-hmm. And they, you know kids. Kids yeah. run, their thoughts run with things. They right. start making up their own assumptions of how mm-hmm. things were or why it's that way. So I think just like it happened in that moment, you need to address it in that moment. Because if you wait, you're going to either forget or you're going to be like, oh, well, they don't seem bothered by it. So right. I'm not going to bring it up. Right. And meanwhile, 10 years later, we having an emotional block where they're talking about, well, on this, you, this happened and you never, so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, circling back to when I was stating, like, when I always go to my mom's side of the family, like, nobody ever addressed, my my mom never said anything about um, my uncles or, like, just anybody in my family saying, you know, oh, hey, sexy chocolate, which at that time, like, it affected me and it Mm -hmm. still affects me at this time because I'm like, wow, like, why do I have to be the hey, sexy chocolate, but Mm -hmm. everybody else is like, Oh, hey this and hey that, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. I feel like, like you stated, if you say something at that time, and, and I feel like if my mom would have said something at that time, then I would have never felt any type of way, mm-hmm. like you know, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, you have to start saying something at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. So all right, guys. Well, we are going to move on to a question of the day, sure. which is a doozy. So. Feel free to um, chime in, Tasia and Daquan. All right, y'all. Oh, it looks long. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so everyone listen, listen, listen. Turn your listening ears off. Okay. <laughs> so it says, recently I have been facing colorism and racism like never before in the workplace. For example, last night at work during a conversation, a white coworker told me blatantly and with so much comfort to my face that he does not like black people because he finds us to be very rude. I tried to console myself with my other black coworkers, but they tried to blow it off and say, oh, that's just how he is, or it's not a secret he doesn't like blacks, insinuating that it was not a big deal and that I shouldn't let it bother me. It's hard enough as a black female to feel like I have to put on a front every day when I step into my job, just so I won't be put in such a category. Growing up, I was always told that I would face inequality as an adult and would have to try 10 times harder than nine people of color, and I realize this more and more every day, but it's starting to really get to me. How do I deal with this in the workplace and possibly in everyday life? Um, so number one, okay, to the white coworker, that's not a motherfucking thing. Like, you do not get to make racial statements in work and mm-hmm. think exactly. that you are not supposed to be held accountable for that by HR. Like, HR you don't need to work that. there. Yeah. That is definitely 100% an HR issue because um, that's a racist statement, um, exactly. and that's bullshit. So please feel free to go to your HR and shut that yeah. shit down. Because that's not even microaggression. That, that's, that's, yeah, like straight that's blatant up overt, aggression. Like, right. Yeah. And I so, think yeah. also... Again, we have to support each other because the fact that your coworkers have, and I think it's a fear thing. I think people fear at work being perceived as that angry black person, right. or I don't want to be the one that's bringing up the race car. But no, like for y'all to like, I don't think we should be keep minimizing things and exactly. giving people a pass for them to be like, oh, well, we all know how he is. No, that ain't how. Let him be how that is without a job, right? Because you can't be how you is at this job or say whatever you want. So I think. That's a moment. It's like you said. That's a straight HR. There's no team meetings. There's no. I'm going to the manager so right. to have a meeting. That's a straight HR 
he needs to be terminated because that's an unsafe space. Exactly. And that's not going to promote a work environment that's going to be productive. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think it's unfortunate that your counterparts, like your peers, are like, oh, well, you know, he's just a racist. Todd's just a racist. Like, since when is that okay? Like, since when have we become so conditioned that folks can just spout off the racist comments Mm -hmm. and we're not going to bring that up? Or try to put it like it's a joke. Exactly. I understand that people have different levels of power and people need their jobs and you don't want to rock the boat. But um, first and foremost, I don't think it's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like a Todd. What you just said was inappropriate, and you are no longer allowed to speak to me. Exactly. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. I don't like you have shown that you can't even talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to go away and go over there. Um, and then I would let my boss know what I told Todd, and that tomorrow I'm going to HR. Exactly. But I would also like call my my peers to the carpet and be like, you know, guys, we can't ever get comfortable with letting people disrespect us mm-hmm. and make racist statements. Right. Like that that's not okay. Because I was about to say the the acceptance of that comment seems to me like a lack of personal love mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. and right. respect like you should respect and value yourself more than that to say oh that's okay no mm-hmm. that's not okay exactly. and I think don't be afraid to step forward because I think it does take a mm-hmm. martyr or take someone stepping up first for others to come forward right. and I think that this definitely needs to be addressed because if you don't address it homeboy is going to say something to the next person that starts working there or anybody else or it's going to get worse right so i just nip it in the bud get it handled because if she say oh i don't like white people because i think they're this that and that oh you you think they gonna save your ass no they're gonna throw you under the bus and go straight to hr Mm -hmm. the next day literally (laughs) absolutely so yeah so you know f that dude and don't let them talk to you like that because that's terrible so yeah. And I think, yeah, we just got to start saying when things are not okay. Right. You know, and you can say anything and not be disrespectful. Exactly. I think people get worried that, and it's hard because we always get deemed aggressive right. when mm-hmm. we make a statement. And, you know, if I'm saying it in a normal tone and I'm using my, you know, big college words, that's all I got to do. <laughs> Everything else is on you. Whatever right. you, however you perceive it, that's none of my business. Right. Um, and, you know, and I also think, you know, being very careful about how you communicate with certain people, like mm-hmm. when people show you who they are, I would never communicate with him without some sort of like trail about mm-hmm. it. So if right. Todd emails you, then, I mean, Todd says something to you, you need to follow up to Todd in an email. Right. And and CC everybody and their cousin on said exactly, email. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like make love, the trail. I love re- uh, written evidence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's my favorite. Create right. a paper trail. Attach all emails to this document. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Per my last email, per these are all email. the incidents of which. I was disrespected, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. You know, sending an email to everybody and be like, you know, Todd, I just want to address the conversation and the statement that was made yesterday. Oh, I love a good CC. You know, because we're not going to ever do that. So, yeah. And then for you personally, because I hear you saying you're taking in a lot of colorism and racism right now. Like, you need to have your outlet. Mm -hmm. Where are you taking those things? You know what I mean? Are you in therapy? Or do you have a tribe? Are you exercising and getting that aggression out? Like, don't just sit in that because that's the stuff that starts to break us down. Right. Um, So make sure that you are taking care of yourself in a very healthy way um, to manage all the things that you're dealing with right now. So I hope that helps Anonymous. Um. That's not a thing. All right. Now we have our that's not a thing. So this is our segment where we just, and it doesn't even have to do anything, have to have anything to do with the topic, but it's just something that's on your heart mm-hmm. that you need to let the world know is actually not a thing. It's actually <laughs> not okay. Because sometimes folks don't know. Um, and so this is our opportunity to 
share that with the world. Um, I don't know if I have a particular one. Mine was that whole email. Yeah, because that's not a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a good like. Please, please keep your your opinions to yourself at work. Like, mm -mm. you know, I guess you technically get to be racist if you want to, but you need to keep that shit to yourself. Keep your racism to yourself. Button it up, (laughs) because that's not a thing. And that can get you popped. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And then she'd be wrong (laughs) if she, you know, hit him upside his head with a chair. Then they'd be like, "Oh, anonymous is aggressive." Like, (laughs) like he just. No, mm. so yeah, so keep your racist comments to yourself. Um, no one needs those. Thank you very much. Um, um, have y'all had any? That's not a thing. I know you had CIAA all weekend. You don't have a. That's not a thing. I do, but I don't think it's appropriate to say. I don't know how to say it, and it has definitely nothing to do with this. But it's just something that's. It doesn't have to relate. Yeah. Me. What's not a thing? Mm. I've had. <laughs> Just in these past few days of CIAA, so many past males or wannabe past males in my life see me in person this weekend, and oh, I can change your life. Oh, oh, other other. You are. You gonna make it worse. (laughs) Other dudes can't do for you what I do for you. They don't see what I see for you. They don't value the way. They don't value the way that I value you. Can I say the N word? I'm like, nigga, when you, I was talking to you, <laughs> even if it was serious or just text messaging or just BSing because I wanted free dinner, you ain't value me then. Yeah. So what makes me... Thank yes, you. Yes, I understand people change, mm-hmm. but... It ain't overnight. I haven't, I haven't seen you and I don't know how long, and you, I'm going to meet you in this club setting while you're drunk, and you're going to tell me, oh, you what I need. Mm. No, that's not a thing. Yeah. Right. That's that's not. like. Yeah. The, that's let's move past that right yeah it's yeah. so it's so stressful yeah mm. yeah so i i like that one i like <laughs> that one around um unless you have tangible evidence of your growth mm-hmm. stay the hell out my face right you know what i mean we didn't make it for a particular reason mm-hmm. and so unless you've done something different with your whole entire life and you have proof that you have done something different with your whole entire life. Let's just let this be. You just because you see me in the street don't mean you gotta speak to me or entertain me. We can say hi and me. keep it mo- <laughs> keep it moving. And that proof isn't just oh I got money. Okay. That, that, right. That's not proof. No. Right. Any, yeah. Anybody can get some quick money somehow. Yeah. And, and money usually compounds bad behavior. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, if all you did was get money, you're probably a worse human <laughs> than you were when we first met. Your broke-ass version was probably nicer and a little bit more humble. Right. Now you got an ego to match your, you know, horrible ways. Okay. No, thank you. No, thank you. And I can make my own life better. Like, right. I'm a boss. What you talking about? Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sitting here twiddling my thumbs, waiting on some dude to right. save me. I'm not. She's not. Tay is not Rapunzel. She's not <laughs> in some tower with some hair hanging down. Like I wish some nigga would come change my life. That's not her. She out here hustling and building. You heard all them hashtags. Okay. She don't need you. And my my escape my escape from these attempts was that I am in a phase that I'm working on myself, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to be involved. I guess. Uh, a thing in my life is even though I have gone out with guys or 
quote unquote dated guys. I say I don't date. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a serious, committed relationship. I have never been in love with anybody. And that is because I have purposely avoided those connections. So I'm in a place in life now where I recognize that I think I'm ready to change that. So I am working on me in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And in knowing that, I am focused only on me and I don't want to add anybody else to it. And I try to give a brief spiel on that to escape those situations. But their response is, oh, it's okay. We can work on each other together. Get no, we can't. That's not a thing. Not a thing. Exactly. You can't gr- listen, you can grow together after you've done the work you need to do exactly. individually. Yeah. Yeah. Told you don't install that shit when y'all both at 75 and 50. Exactly. <laughs> and your relationship can grow. But that doesn't mean that you as a person have grown. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are two different entities. You personally cannot grow another human being. Your relationship with that human being can grow. Mm -hmm. But the individuals have to grow individually. Like, that's how that works. Forever and for always. Like, yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Please. Oh, my gosh. I just can't. I just can't. Oh, so I guess one that goes along with this is, so let's stop. And this is even me because I I do call Earl Pank, and I don't know why. That's horrible. Um, I used to call him Pank in in correlation to other people. So I'd be like, well, he's Pank. And I'd be like, not like you. Like, you're not that Pank. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm going to stop personally. I am going to stop doing that. I just like to say pank, and I don't have another Almost opportunity to say it. I, yeah, I just don't have another <laughs> opportunity to say it, but I'm going to work on it. But what's not a thing is, t- you know, a check, a chocolate, right. a, you know, say a caramel, a like, like, let's be the change. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's stop um, identifying each other by our hue and, you know, making that a thing that stands us out like you know what I'm saying like we can be beautiful we can be handsome we can be um you know I get it like physical attraction is how it starts like I get that and you don't have to use all those descriptors because turns out what we really want you to do is be like hi I noticed you and um you look very beautiful and I would like to just sit and talk with you for a bit like that's all that's required I don't think that's my husband if he said that listen you know what I'm saying I'd be like we'll sit on down I'll push Earl out the chair I'll like Earl move we are not together hi we are too close I'm sorry push Earl out the chair and be like scoot down my husband has just arrived Um, show him some respect respect (laughs) Wakanda (laughs) so yeah like that's really what works you know say not sliding in our DMs right talking about our skin color and how we look and your ass look fat and them jeans and blah 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 like that doesn't actually work and if it does work then she's a thought pocket and that's what you gonna get you gonna get some ratchet bitch, you know right. what I mean? But if you want a woman with some standards, then you need to come to her with some standards right. and 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 speak to her respectfully. Um, and you don't have to identify our characteristics in order to do that. Right. So that that that's my that's not a thing. You know, <laughs> grow up and talk to me like you're an adult. Right. Growth. Growth. And I would say for my that's not a thing is like it relates to YouTube. So I've been getting a lot of DMs and I just recently had this one girl and she was like, hey girl, how you doing? I really love your YouTube videos. Like you look really good, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, like, hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Thank you. And then so the next conversation or the next message she sent me was, um, yeah, I own my own lash. Um, I don't know what it is, mink lashes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just wondering if you can just mention me on your YouTube. No, 
no that's so that means like that's exactly it's not a thing you you wasn't really genuinely saying mm-hmm. like hey you know you're beautiful i love mm-hmm. you or blah blah mm-hmm. like you're just wanting me to promote something for you and mm-hmm. then like this other person just dm me last night and was like hey i was wondering if you can um assist me with um getting an outfit together what were you doing before me like yeah. no that's not a thing either like yeah. no like and everything are you gonna pay me my thing exactly. is if you're gonna come at me with some business with my check. right are yeah, you sending me lashes to do a review on exactly yeah or are you paying me to ask to like this a business it's just a send, business just send the invoice and you see who's serious enough right. that's a, that <laughs> is a great idea just Start create an invoice mm-hmm. and just don't even put words back in the email just reply with the invoice right just the invoice <laughs> and then Cause my yeah, thing is red, you can't even do it. your friends exactly. like that. I wouldn't no. even ask my friends. Hey, exactly. can you promote this stuff? Exactly. Listen, if they want to support, like, like, I say, I always say, those who gonna support you will show you. Yeah. Exactly. So they not just going. You like yeah. you know, and I've never asked anybody. Like I always promote on my own, my yeah. my mm-hmm. own social media platforms. I don't say, hey, can you um do this or that or like, it's just it's just not a thing. Like get build your own success by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yes. So. Yeah, it was interesting. I was listening to the Friend Zone podcast earlier today, and I mean earlier this week, and they were talking to some guys who like produce music. The, they, the, the guys are friends with one of the girls who, mm-hmm. who's on the um, the podcast, but they were all talking about how people do that to them, and they were like, "Well, we had to take the stairs, and now you want us to send down right. the elevator." Okay, and I was like, "That is so like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you need to get on the stairs now. While you on the stairs, somebody might be like, "Dang, they good," and they might reach down mm-hmm. and right. pull you up a notch right. collaboratively. But that's because they saw you on the stairs hustling, right. and they were like, "You know what? They need a they need a break. I like what they're doing, right. but get on the stairs. Quit right. standing in the basement." in front of the elevator waiting for somebody to lift you up the exactly. easy way this shit is hard okay. you know what I'm saying y'all this is a Sunday <laughs> we out here on a Sunday you know still gotta go grocery shop and do stuff mm-hmm. I got a meal prep for the for the little human to eat lunch all week <laughs> and you know what I'm saying I'm trying to take better care of myself and do all these things like I got a dog who's probably like bitch are you kidding me like I, <laughs> why are you not home to walk me and play with me so I mean like what do y'all think we are doing right. how did y'all think we got to this place it's exactly. because we worked right and it's like, and a lot of people think as far because I do have some people who like text me and ask me certain things I don't mind giving out information at all I don't but it's like when you are constantly texting me Mm -hmm. or constantly DMing me and asking me certain things like it's just a little bit annoying because everything that I learned like when it comes to YouTube because YouTube is a process like a lot of people mm-hmm. think oh you just sit in front of a camera but it's not true like mm-hmm. it's a lot of things that go behind it and it's like I researched a lot of things like mm-hmm. and I'm still not where I want to be when it comes to like my quality and videos and content but I'm still like researching mm-hmm. I'm still like looking into things so and I'm not no way shape or big like big considering some bigger YouTubers that I've seen and whatnot but I'm just always still growing still like mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to research and mm-hmm. trying to strive for success so i don't it just really gets on under my skin when people are asking me something like that yeah, and they so think it's overnight right, how long exactly. have you been in the game Daquan, Daquan? so i've been on youtube for like six months mm-hmm. so i mean and like i've gained i'm almost at twenty five thousand subscribers which mm-hmm. is really good and i'm so thankful for that and i know that that could be something like a uh like a quick process because i've known people who've been on youtube for three years and they haven't past 5,000 subscribers mm-hmm. yet but like it's just a lot go- goes in with YouTube exactly. and making sure that you're giving it your all mm-hmm. so and that's one thing that I tell people as well like don't go out and buy 
a thousand dollars worth of equipment if you know that you're not ready to give it your all and mm -hmm. you know some if this yeah, video don't do money. well exactly yeah. you, you don't want to do yeah. it anymore but yeah. people will hear that you say you've only done it for six months that oh that's a short time frame mm -hmm. but you have to think about like you put in work like on your instagram yeah, yeah. i'm gonna say how long have you been yeah. like so doing like this for a while yeah, yeah. how long have you been doing time. the makeup and the styling like the how long have you been doing that it's probably Oh, wow. Six years. I'm gonna say exactly. that Brian, you've exactly. been doing this since six years. I, when I met you, we were freshmen. So you, <laughs> yeah. and you were doing stuff. Exactly. So right. Yeah. So yeah. So here that number six years. <laughs> the reason she was able to boost in six months is because she had already created this following right. through right. her hustle right. on her social media. So that's why she was yeah. able to boost it that quickly. Mm -hmm. Hear that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And if you want um, Daquan to support you, you need to send her some shit. Like funds and 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 or materials, materials. too, like, so she can do a review on, and don't yeah. expect that she's gonna automatically be like, oh, they sent me this, and now it's all positive reviews. Yeah, right. she exactly. is trash. Exactly. Yeah, if your <laughs> shit is trash, expect an email to be like, I'm not gonna support you because your right. shit is trash. I'm not gonna call now, you do out. Do you want me to post this video or not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna call you out, but I'm gonna send you an email to be like, yeah, no. Right. So that's that's how that works. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's how it goes. So. All right, guys, we have our resources and our quotes. Yes, so my resource for this week is Gabrielle Union's We're Gonna Need More Wine. This book, y'all, I've been He's reading been obsessed. 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 And it's not even a book just for, like, women. It's not just a book for people of color. It's a book literally for women, men, people that have experienced sexual assault, people are just out here thriving, people who've been putting in work. She covers so many things from colorism, being a survivor, to being in the industry. It's really a great book. And Homegirl is so funny. I like it makes you realize you should already know that celebrities are humans, but like it really like puts her more of like a Yo, Gabrielle was was born the same time around me, we would probably been that went up cutting up. She would have been in the crew. Like her mm -hmm. stories are hilarious. And I Shame to say I have done a lot of those things that's in her book of uh, the craziness, but it's okay. It's all about growth. So definitely check that out and also check out and also check out the documentaries Dark Girls and Light Girls. They are amazing documentaries that talk about just the struggles and experiences of coming from different hues of the African American community. They are both from own networks, so you know it's gonna be good because I mean it's Oprah, y'all. But um they're four years apart. Dark Girls came out in 2011 and Light Girls came out in 2015. So definitely check those out. Yeah, those are very powerful. And I think they do touch a little bit on how colorism expands mm -hmm. into other... I know in the Dark Girls when they touch into how it expands into yeah. other races. So that and was interesting to me. another one is Good Hair by Chris good Rock. Good Hair is a good That's one. a very yes. good one. Because, I mean, I feel like you can't talk about colorism if you don't include hair. Oh, my god. Because, you know, we African-American community, we all about hair. Like, yes. that's a part of our culture. Right, so absolutely. definitely check that out as well. Yes, yes. If I can plug into the hair situation mm -hmm. with me saying that I have experience dating outside of my race, I asked someone, uh, the very first time I met them, just general conversation, sparking up things, what is your experience dating? So what do you know about black women? And he said, I can't touch your hair. And I was like, oh. I was like, well, you can touch it because I don't mind, but like, I don't understand like why that's like a major thing. Now, I know some people are like, oh, don't touch it because maybe you don't want this in your tracks or whatever you paid so much for it. But mm -hmm. if it's a wig on my head or my real hair, especially my real hair, I love getting that thing combed through when mm -hmm. you go to sleep. <laughs> but at the same time, I was slightly offended when he said that he mm -hmm. couldn't touch my hair. Because I know we joke about it, but can he joke about it? Mm -hmm. Or was he even joking? He he might have been like, no, for real. He Literally. might have spirits where somebody was like, yeah. don't touch my hair. I'm going to chop your hand off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, yeah. That's the interesting thing for me. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to finish us up with our quote for the day. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. The allergies, y'all. <laughs> Charlotte has horrible air quality, and these different temperatures every two minutes have okay. just run a number on my allergies. So I know I got progressively more masculine as the <laughs> podcast oh went God. on. You know what I'm saying? Every man wants a woman. woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm almost there. I'm almost to the note. Um, so just I apologize. But here's our quote. Melanin is an incomparable beauty. From the lightest to the darkest skin tone, black women and black girls are exquisite beauty in every shade. Yes, black females have that special something that just can't be ignored. We are melanin queens, beautifully created. Respect the complexion. Amen. So, yes. All right. So, we're going to let Tasia and Daquan do their um, social media and where you can find them one more time. On, on Instagram again, that's all I really use. Uh, you can find me at Tasia. It is T underscore A underscore Y underscore S underscore I underscore A. Tasia. And my Instagram and YouTube is iDesign8. So I D E S I G N and the number 8. And um, also, I'm trying to get my Twitter up. So <laughs> it's I design eight, but I have two eyes in the beginning. So I I design eight. Yes. All right. All right, guys. Well, like, share, subscribe, yes, yes, follow, yes. Um, hit us up on iTunes, write a review, all the great things. We've loved all the new listeners and all yes. the great feedback. Thank y'all for loving us and helping us grow. Um, follow us on all of our social media. We are Hats Off Podcast CLT on Instagram and Hats Off Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Follow our personal pages. My Instagram is easy.ecm. That's E-A-Z-Y period E-C-M. I am Courtney Leak LCSW on Instagram and Facebook and then Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Please send us more questions of the day. Y'all have really been on it lately. And just send those to hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's all we got for you today. So. Social media kit is on there. Yes, yeah, social like media always. key is attached below. Book us because we funny, y'all, but we bring the truth. Absolutely. Um, so until next time, be you. Be true. Hats, Hats off. off. Hats Off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leak. And I'm Carter.